I guess, I guess whether it's good or bad, we've been given a platform, kind of, for ourselves, and we kind of get to push out, like, from our own Instagram page or Twitter, I don't have Twitter, but, like, whether you have, like, five followers or 5,000, like, you, you are influencing someone. Hello and welcome to the Together podcast, a conversation about faith, justice and how to change the world. I'm Dan and today I'm joined by Emma and Chris. How are you doing today, guys? Good, thank you. Yeah, doing good, thanks. So we're well into November now. Are you ready for Christmas or are you sick of Christmas already? I mean, you know what I am sick of? I I love Christmas, but what I am sick of is what you can see on the screen is that it's so flipping dark already. It's not even five o'clock yet. (laughs) It's not even 4.30 and it feels like it's night time and I'm just done with it. It's true, although that is why you need fairy lights because that will brighten up any room and any mood. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. That was the festive spirit, Chris. Oh, it's dark outside. (laughs) You're looking forward to Christmas? It's so dark everywhere. <laughs> I like that. I saw uh, saw the first Christmas adverts the other day. Uh, John Lewis, Sainsbury's, Ooh. McDonald's, they're all coming out. Love and it. you think, I don't want to be that guy, but it does sound like um, they, they start earlier every time. Just going to be that guy and say that. I really like the Disney one. It did make me cry, though. <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I can't like comment on whether that's like ridiculous or not. But Okay, next time we'll discuss it because you need to watch it. <laughs> Great. So in this episode, we'll be hearing from YouTuber and host of the Hopecast, Hope Olivia. She spoke to us about using her platform to share her faith and how it impacts every part of her life. Stay tuned for that. But first up, it's Emma's Dilemmas. Okie dokie, I hear that you missed me last week and you had a rubbish <laughs> dilemma. Um, <laughs> jokes. Um, okay, so my dilemma this week is, would you rather never leave your country again? So wherever you live, would you rather never leave again or travel somewhere different every day for the rest of your life, never staying anywhere for more than 24 <laughs> hours? Are we going to talk about... Are we going to talk about air miles here or are we assuming that you can transport or something? Um, yeah, we're talking about teleporting. Good, great. <laughs> I thought we were going to be like Greta Thunberg like on the boat. Do you know yeah. I mean? yeah, all that. I mean, I, um, I don't mind travelling too much, but I'm also like, I, can, I, I don't get proper sleeps. Do you know what I mean? I never get a proper sleep on a plane, train, automobile, any of that stuff really. So... <laughs> like spending all that time traveling it's not very appealing to me so would you be happy staying where you live for the rest of your life never to see a beach again <laughs> wait when you say unless you've got a beach where you live <laughs> can i not even leave like my like town is it literally oh, that specific okay well yeah you can <laughs> i guess you can go to the seaside <laughs> Never seeing a foreign beach again. <laughs> I think oh, it's man. it's hard for me. I, I'd like to pitch myself, you know, um, Richard Iodi's Travel Man uh-huh. on Channel 4. Have you seen that? Great show. Where he basically goes and spends a weekend with, with different celebrities in different countries. Um, I imagine I'd, pr- I'd kind of set it up like that where I'm in a different country every 24 hours. Could I take somebody, Emma? Is that in the uh, yeah, go on, realms then. of possibility? <laughs> okay, yeah, great. So I'd take, can I take a different person every time? Oh, okay. All right, go on. <laughs> You're asking a lot here, but you know. Yeah, so I think that's what I do. But also, I'd be quite content staying in the UK. You know, there's a lot of lovely places, um, Cornwall and 
an island and and Derby. Um, to be fair, I've never met anyone <laughs> as passionate about Eastbourne as you. <laughs> exactly. So I'm surprised by that. And I have a beach. So there you what go. more can you want? Winning. Yeah, in all fairness, I feel like for someone who's lived in the UK my whole life, I've probably only seen like 5% of it maybe. Like I've got a lot to see here. That could take a whole lifetime. There you go. Well, do you know what, guys? I would actually agree with you. I would probably stay in the UK as well. So it's unanimous. We would all stay at home. Oh, no, wait, Dan, you wouldn't. Wait, would you or not? Your answer wasn't confirmed. <laughs> I think I think I feel like I need to be the, 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 the globetrotter in this context if you guys are both staying in the UK. Okay. Not not that I need to leave the UK if you guys are staying here, but if you <laughs> so if rude. You've decided <laughs> you decided on that, then I'll I'll go out and um, see all the sites and then come back and tell you like oh there was this really nice pizza in Italy and um, I got chased by some bulls in Spain and like, I'll just come and tell you all my adventures and you, and then you can live your your life through through me. Okay, well make sure you send us a postcard. <laughs> yeah, well I'll send you one a day. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thank you, Emma, for this week's Dilemma. If you're listening at home and want to submit your own, head to We Are Tier Fan on Instagram and leave us a message. Up next, it's What in the World? Or, if you're Emma and Chris, What in the UK? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to What in the World, where we discuss the latest in news and current affairs. Emma, what are we talking about today? Okay, so after securing free school meals for some of the nation's most vulnerable, Marcus Rashford has now launched a children's book club to help children enjoy the escapism of reading. He's just amazing. So what are your thoughts on this? I remember, um, I mean, before we talk about this, I saw him getting a lot of stick for that photo that he he was wearing a Burberry jacket with like another jacket on the inside. (laughs) It was like... What's going on? I mean, besides his fashion choices, he's doing a lot of good for everyone. And Maybe I respect he's it. just caring for the climate and trying to not use too much central heating. <laughs> it's one way to do it, I guess. There is no end to his greatness. <laughs> but I mean, I think it's great that he is, you know, he's been so like outward looking in a year which is very easy to be very inward looking and I don't think like I I say that not trying to be like point fingers at people and say you're not doing enough but more just in the sense that I think yeah it's great he's used his time well this year obviously and I love that yes you know he looked at actually can we like make sure that people are fed which is such like a obviously a human basic need but now he's like even going beyond that and saying actually you know just because if you do not have money it doesn't mean that you're not allowed to enjoy life. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't be able to, you know, enjoy all that life has for us. And so him kind of taking that next step to say, you know what, poverty isn't just about material wealth. It's actually about, you know, your quality of life and actually the opportunities you can get from that. I really respect, I respect it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's been, I think it shows the power of having a, a focal point for a particular um issue or or campaign because everybody was able to get behind Marcus Rashford as as somebody who was doing something about it and so even for for people who didn't know what to do personally Marcus was there with a petition being very vocal on social media and it was very easy for others to get behind to get behind him I think that's a good example you know obviously it's a different scale but we we can all do that about what we're passionate about is be the focal point for our spheres of influence and so people 
people look at us trying to make a difference in certain areas and they they see that there's a tangible action that they can get involved with so i think that's really important i also like how like a couple of days later he just bagged a hat trick in the champions league really <laughs> love that like you know not only am i changing lives off the field but take that rp leipzig um i thought that was that was pretty impressive yeah, no, I love that. I do. I think what he's doing is incredible. I think for me, something that I find a bit frustrating is that you just wish that some of this stuff came from government itself more. So like that there was a politician that's like, okay, let's do free school meals for children and kind of advocating for that within the parties mm. already rather mm. than it always having to be kind of celebrity charity because even with them, um, it was Sir Tom, wasn't it, who did the walk yeah. and he raised like, I don't. I can't remember how much it was in the end, but yeah, over millions. a million, mm. yeah, millions um, for the NHS. And you're like, wow, everybody can see that that is such a worthy cause. Wouldn't it be incredible if kind of these things came more from those in power rather than just celebrities? Mm. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel the same. I think, you know, rather than object- coming out and, ob- and having objections, like one one of the main things was, well, it doesn't solve the problem long term. It's like, well. Marcus Rashford and, and the millions of people who, are, who support him aren't saying that it's going to solve the problem long term, mm. but it's something that, you, that we can tangibly do in difficult times over the autumn, whilst kind of longer term solutions are, are figured out. So I, I don't see why it has to be one or the other. And, you know, the, I'm glad the government did do a U-turn, even if it was at, at midnight on the US election <laughs> night. Um, it was. It's. It's really good to 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 see them responding to to the public awareness and the public kind of opinion on it. So um, that that was really good and encouraging to see. And I think you know sometimes that does have to be. You know we do we do have to uh, celebrate that and and say you know fair play and well done to to the government for doing a U-turn because it's very hard to get politicians to do U-turns about anything mm. nowadays isn't it so yeah. that is good on on the whole but like you say Emma it's you know what why why did it have to wait for for the pressure before a decision was made yeah yeah it reminds me of the conversation I had with Robert Beckford earlier this year and he was talking about how you know sometimes the church as a church we kind of get tempted to act as like a welfare support and just kind of like just address the need, the, like the very present need, which is obviously needed because it's a need. Um, but I think our job and like our our hope as Christians who want to see a more just world is to actually change the structures that result in their needing to be these sorts of appeals in the first place. So, yeah. you know, I hope that as much as people, of course, like get involved and en- engage with that and look and look out for each other, look out for their neighbours. Um, I hope as well that we go a step further and say, you know what? what are the policies that are in play in the country that we can change to make sure that this isn't a problem again in the future? Totally. Great. Thanks, guys. Some really good points there. Next up, it's time to listen to Chris's conversation with Hope. Hello, my name is Hope. I'm in third year of uni at University of Glasgow and I have a podcast called The Hopecast and a YouTube channel called Hope Olivia and... Yeah, I just I guess my main aim in that is just encouraging other people um, in their faith and people around my age, I guess. And yeah, just helping people in general. Awesome. Awesome. So third year, what, what are you studying? Genetics. Genetics. That sounds very like something I could um, not do. <laughs> sounds fun. That's what it is. It does sound good. <laughs> yeah. It sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's definitely harder now. 
than I realised, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. What you made you want to go into genetics in the first place? I just always love science stuff. Like I always want to do something sciencey, and then I like biology, and I'm always interested. I just want to like help people in some capacity. So I was like, okay, mm. if I study genetics, like maybe something about diseases or. I don't know, something. But yeah. I don't know, my mind's always changing about that. So I don't actually know if I'll end up doing anything related to I mean, genetics. no one does. Like, I, mean, I, I went to uni, I changed course after my first year. So like, it oh, doesn't did. matter. <laughs> it I never matters. I happen to land, I think. Well done, yeah. <laughs> so, so you said like you did genetics because you have this passion or this desire to help people. Is mm. that also why you started the podcast and the YouTube channel? Yeah, I guess so. I think, I guess I like helping people in lots of different capacities, whether that's uh, specifically like adding health or if that's with their faith or um, yeah, just like having a relationship with God or um, even like with, I'm in, I'm in the committee for Just Love at Glasgow, which is like similar to what Tear Fund kind of does in terms of justice mm. and just helping people um, who, yeah, experience some sort of poverty, like interested in helping people in all different yeah. types of ways, I guess, yeah. Awesome. And and was that something that you felt was maybe missing from, like, the YouTube podcast world? Did you, did you feel like bringing that Christian sort of perspective is something that was needed? Yeah, partially. So I guess some of the reason for starting the YouTube in particular was that I was really encouraged in my faith by watching other people who were kind of, I don't know, it sounds a bit bad, but just people who weren't old and like (laughs) actually were following Jesus. Because I honestly didn't, in my church growing up, I had about probably, (laughs) there are very few people who were Christians and Mm. yeah, were young. And I was like, who actually does that? at um this age yeah I just thought it was something you do like when you have kids then you go to church or something yeah so yeah that so I was personally really really encouraged um in my faith and I know there are so many other people who I don't know I think watching stuff on YouTube especially like even when you have those questions and you maybe don't want to voice them you Mm. go and watch someone and then you're like okay they're actually living out their life as well as following Jesus like not just I didn't want to just come and just I don't know, read Bible verses or something. But I want to show, like, I'm actually living a life and, like, doing stuff, like, normal, but I'm still pursuing Jesus in that. And then also in the whole, like, yeah, faith world, I think there's not a lot of people who are pursuing justice and kind of correlating that to their faith and talking Mm. more about that. So I thought that is a bit of a gap where I would love to, I don't know, I just love a bit of a chat as well. So definitely. Yeah. And it's so needed. I mean, we were literally just talking before we started about how we lost, we just lost our minds last night because um, YouTube was down. And I think we yeah. and you were both in the same situation, different parts of the country, just like, what do I yeah. do? YouTube yeah. is nice. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I guess a podcast will do for now. <laughs> yeah, like... But yeah, I think, it, I mean, I think it speaks to where we are in the world that I think. You know, I remember, I'm a, I'm a little older than you. I'm not going to reveal my age. But I remember the shift when, like, I would ask people, like, what what's your favourite show or something? And I remember it used to be people would talk about, I don't know, something on TV or whatever. Mm. And then it's, it shifted to people just saying, oh, this is my favourite YouTube channel. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, okay, we're in the future now. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's great to see you taking, out, taking uh, part in that space as well. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, about kind of being inspired by other people doing 
similar things are there like is there anyone in particular or any i guess any type of content in particular that really kind of sparked you literally all sorts like um now would definitely change a lot from when so i think i reckon i started watching like christian youtubers realizing they exist at 16 probably um Mm. on all sorts of people from i don't know if you know jeff jefferson blethke Bethke, I do. I think yeah, he wrote. Remember. He wrote like yeah, um, John Mark Comer wrote "Ruthless Elimination of Hurry," and he wrote like "To Hell with the Hustle," like along the same like alongside mm. with him. But I found him back in the day when <laughs> it wasn't all about like Sabbath and stuff. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The loads of people. Do you know Kirby is a boss? <laughs> I don't know Kirby. No, I honestly probably very niche people which no no one else knows. But um, <laughs> all, honestly, all sorts. And then I really like vlogs at that age and it was really weird because mm. when I was like probably 12 to 15 I actually used to laugh at people who watch vlogs because I was like why are you just watching someone else's yeah. life you could just live your own or something but then I think it really was just seeing people having an everyday life and then including Jesus in just yeah just every part yeah. of their life and I was like that's really different to just going to church on a Sunday and uh, that was really where yeah. I realized okay following Jesus is a whole life thing it's not just a Sunday thing yeah, <laughs> you said something really interesting there about um like you said it very quickly you're like you know before before it was all about sabbath and so do you kind of view i guess like christian content do you think it kind of works in this kind of like waves of different like focus is that is that what you kind of seen for yourself or are you a bit more sporadic in the different mm-hmm. topics and stuff you cover oh yeah i definitely cover everything i think i'm i'm very much uh my my brain is very sporadic. Like it probably just from <laughs> setting up this podcast, you've realised that I've not been able to focus on many things at one time. But um, <laughs> I yeah, I think Christian culture, I guess is the word, does tend to mm. go in waves of like, oh, this is trendy, blah blah blah. And like my church growing up, it wasn't really involved. Like I never went to a Christian camp until I was like 18 and then that was mm. like my last youth camp my first and last <laughs> one but um like I just didn't realize that there was this whole culture of I don't know all these books and stuff which is I think it's great but it can yeah. also be like you end up following a certain trend rather than mm. holistically looking at the bible and like always looking at okay these are all the different topics that Jesus talks about and it's not just about focusing on this one thing yeah or I don't know acting this certain way because this person tells me to do that yeah yeah so how, yeah. how do you avoid that yourself then how do i avoid like following trends <laughs> yeah i mean because i think like the i don't think the trends are necessarily like bad in themselves and i think they exactly. kind of they kind of they speak to what's happening in the world i think mm. people talk about sabbath so much because i think well prior to prior to this lockdown year and, and corona and everything i think we have been like the busiest as a society i think yeah. in history so yeah i don't think the trends themselves are wrong but how do you make sure that you are doing like you said having that holistic view as well mm. as like being aware of what's happening in in society yeah definitely like the tri- the trends themselves aren't the wrong thing it's it's just the yeah i think i would say seeking god yourself is the most important mm. thing so like reading the bible for yourself and when you listen to your pastor like are you seeing that it's lining up with like is what he's saying or she's saying say the same as what yeah. um 
you're reading in the Bible. And then, yeah, and that's with anything like with YouTubers and even watching me, like I probably say stuff which is wrong all the time. And <laughs> I really hope that people aren't following me above following Jesus. And yeah, that's mm. the key for me. Always see what God is actually saying about that because trends are going to change all the time. Mm. And like 10 years ago, it probably wasn't trendy to care about where you bought your clothes from. But now yeah. all of a sudden it is. And then five years, who knows what's going to be the next thing, you know. So I think you have to stick to the person who is constant, who's God. And yeah. he's going to be always telling you how to follow him and what you should be doing personally. And um, because that might not always be the trend which everyone else is following. Yeah, that's that's really great advice. And I, it's funny because I think, you know, as like in the influencer generation that we're all a part of now, you know, everything is follow me, follow me, follow me, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Mm. But you kind of seem to be saying, follow me, but also make sure you follow God first. Like, I'd rather you do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Follow Jesus before you follow me. Definitely. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And talking about following Jesus, where did your relationship with with faith and with you know you said you mentioned growing up in church how how did that all come together for you yeah so um I grew up in church and I think it's probably pretty normal Christian family that I grew up in um but my I have two older sisters and like when they got to a uni kind of age made different decisions and it was kind of like looking at my parents reaction and thinking like okay what am I meant to do Mm. and I was like Ooh, there are all these decisions to make, like, especially at that crucial, you know, 15, 16 age, like, mm. you kind of make your life decisions of, like, okay, what group am I going to be in? Who am I going to follow? Like, what trends am I going to be part of? Yeah. And um, for, about a few, for about six months, like, there were, long story short, a few problems, and I wasn't going to church for about six months to a year or something, or on and off. Mm. And I was like, okay, I can decide whether to follow Jesus or not Mm. by just seeing is Jesus real like is he worth following uh is Jesus even God Mm. so I which I should have done my whole (laughs) life I read the gospels and I was like whoa I read the gospels I think I got about um I probably read Matthew and then Mark or something Mm -hmm. and I was like whoa Jesus is real I I just came to realization I was like Jesus is actually real like I didn't I I think I just didn't line that up with going to church. Mm. Like I thought you just do the stuff and you like sing songs and you try and be a good enough person. Mm. And that then God, um, then you're in a good relationship with God. And I don't know, my parents have been telling me for so long, read your Bible, but I just didn't (laughs) click. Um, But really is, I think I just met with God um, just by reading the gospels and realizing, okay, there's a very clear decision to make. Jesus like, follow me. Uh, you can deny yourself or you can follow um, the world. And I was like, you know what? Jesus is real. So whatever he says goes from now. And so that was really it. And yeah, and then I like found a new church and stuff and just being, yeah, trying to pursue God and just follow Jesus. Awesome. That's so cool. I think, like you said earlier, I think, you know, for me anyway, at least like watching and listening to your content, it is very, like you said, you're a real person. It's not just like, here's my faith in this abstract bubble. It's like it interacts with your whole life. And like, I've watched your interviews and you do, you do some great interviews. Like you're really good at that. And I think, um, no, definitely. And I think, um, 
I find it interesting just seeing the range of people that you kind of talk to. Like I saw you spoke to, uh, you had a Muslim friend who you were talking about your faith and actually how Islam and Christianity mm. overlap or where they're different. Um, you spoke to your friend's dad and talk, talking a bit about just his, and he was so great. He, he was just like the he most was... enthusiastic man I've ever heard in my life. So fantastic. <laughs> so, Shout out to Jacques. Jacques, that's it, Jacques. Jacques. Um, but yeah, so um, with that being said, like, how do you, how do you decide on the topics you're speaking about on the, I guess, the areas that you open your life up to for, for people to see? Mm. Um, I think, I think so in lockdown is when I started my podcast and I have so many ideas as we've already discussed. It got the sporadic <laughs> mind. So I really like taking notes of stuff when I have ideas about it because um who knows like what's going to be next in my brain so <laughs> I yeah I just started thinking about all the topics which I personally would find useful to listen to or like my 16 year old self would like to have heard so that goes from like stuff to do with justice so um I didn't really discover that um pursuing justice um and Jesus was like aligned until I was about mm. 17 18 and um, then also just, yeah, following Jesus, what that looks like, um, the typical, like, youth group <laughs> um, subjects, yeah. all of that. And then, yeah, even talk, so talking to my one of my best friends who's a Muslim, um, before I would have been terrified to talk to mm. anyone else because <laughs> I would say, oh, I'm pushing my religion on them or, like, I'm trying to make them be, like, something I'm going to make them uncomfortable. Then I realised, mm. like, these are just... Like when you're live, you're doing life with people and you're walking alongside of them, like they're going to see your life. They're going to ask questions. And like, mm. luckily, like my friend is so great and she's so open um, about her faith yeah. as well. Um, but like, these are just all things which a few years ago I would have never done. Like I would have never wanted to have any, like yeah. anything just blasting Jesus would have been so embarrassing <laughs> to me. But now I'm like, wait a second, like, okay, God is real. So everything I do should be to glorify him and like should be to just help other people to follow him and realize how good he is. So yeah, um, all sorts of content because mm. just life is like that. I just wanted to jump in on the conversation to tell you about Emerging Influencers. Emerging Influencers is a six-week leadership program for 17 to 23-year-olds that connects you with like-minded game changers, helps you develop a theological understanding of justice and equips you to positively impact people living in poverty. Over the six weeks, we'll be joined by inspirational guests who will explore topics such as prayer, justice, harnessing digital influence, theology, creativity, leadership, storytelling, activism, innovation, and so much more. We've run the course several times and it's been inspirational each time. Join us next February as we do the next course. You can find out more on the We Are Tear Fund website, which is weare.tearfund.org. Or alternatively, head to Instagram at wearetearfund to find out more. Now back to the conversation. Awesome. And you mentioned then that, uh, you know, you, that there was that kind of separation of justice and Jesus in your head up until like the age of 17, 18. What changed then? What helped, what kind of helped you see them as one thing? So, yeah, it was actually really significant. Um, uh, there was a talk in my church at home um, from IJM. This lady um, came in and she just talked about human trafficking and how it's a massive problem and like how there's this whole charity that exists and people are praying for 
people in um, trafficking every day and how they're um, doing advocacy and just doing all these things and like giving their life to help set people free. And I was abs- like, my mind was absolutely blown because I was like, mm. first of all, this is a massive, massive problem, which somehow I've never heard about <laughs> or mm. never looked into at all. And there are probably so many giant problems like this, which I'm so oblivious to because I've kind of just gone along in the education system and, mm. you know, you learn exactly, you just, I don't know, it's revising for GCSE and just trying to get the best grades, like in the niche subjects that I could do in school. Yeah. And I was like, there's this massive world around us and um, us as Christians, like we are, we are able to have compassion on people and we're able to realize so many people need mercy and grace because we've received that ourselves. Mm. And yeah, it was just that massive realization that my life is not just about me and doing everything I can for my own gain because Mm. um, I can like pour out to others because I've like received so much so I can... I can, in some capacity, it doesn't have to be me joining IGM. I did initially want to, I was like, I'm going to work for IGM. I'm going to become a lawyer. Yeah, I didn't do law. Um, But no, to be honest, I was actually going to do law after I did biology. I don't know why, but I don't know why. But I was like, I'm going to work for IGM. But then I realized, hey, you don't actually have to join um, like a massive charity and do that to pursue Jesus and justice. Like that can be in your everyday. And you Mm. can obviously pray for people at any point any time of day in any place in the world so yeah just realized that's something i have to do like, i can't mm. i can't neglect that now that i know there are so many people who will need help and i can do something about it yeah that's awesome and i think your experience is quite similar to my own and i think a lot of people's are kind of having that like oh I, that you know I mean, that moment of being like oh i didn't even realize <laughs> how did yeah. i not realize yeah. it's throughout the whole bible um do you think that's changing like with the with the younger generations coming up either even your own and the and the generations below you do you think there is more of a understanding that jesus and justice are linked um well i see i don't know if it's because i was completely so oblivious that like christian culture existed because i think like organizations like tear fund where they do so much stuff for youth like so that they help people realize this from a younger age i think that's the kind of thing that's the exact thing we need. And I think people are realizing younger and younger, like, mm. okay, life is not just solely about me. And um, yeah, I can do stuff to help other people because like my passion for Jesus can also be linked to pursuing mm. justice. And I think especially with social media, that's been really helped because yeah. people are seeing, people are starting to follow things which aren't just very superficial but like educational and social media Mm. and stuff like that so I think it's been really helped um by social media and by yeah people who are um helping people from a younger age because I don't know if you learn that as you grow up and just something natural that you do it's not something which is such a massive sacrifice on your Mm. life because it's just some it's the way that you're taught to live you know so I think that is changing but it also depends how connected you are to that mm. part of because you could easily not never like I heard about tier fund in first year of uni I don't know why I'm such a late like <laughs> bloomer and everything but I don't know and then obviously like I absolutely love tier fund all the work they do mm. and stuff like that so yeah I think it really just means we have to like get out there and help mm. people hear about in the first place because I think most people aren't gonna reject 
that justice is for yeah. <laughs> well, God, like, I don't think they're gonna like how dare you talk about justice something you know I think yeah. it really is just that education and hearing it in the first place yeah and it's really interesting that comment about connectedness because I think you know we, we we often talk about social media like in and outside of the church as just as, as people we talk about it as being this force for good and bad and there is mm. this thing of like oh like don't get too sucked into it because it's not it's like it's you're in your bubble and it's just gonna you're gonna get addicted to it and all this but hearing you talk about actually how it can be such a good for a force for good um it just it, it's, it's so true and it reminds me so much of it everything that's happened this year and in the last few years you know whether it's whether it's the you know young people uh going on the climate strikes school climate strikes whether it's the black lives mm. matter stuff that happened this year whether it's mm. the boycott boohoo stuff you know, i could name a hundred different things you know young people have been at the forefront of a lot of this social change and a lot of pushing that forward why do you think that is why do you think this generation in particular is so adamant about speaking against injustice Mm, I guess I guess whether it's good or bad we've been given a platform mm. kind of for ourselves and we kind of get to push out like from our own Instagram page or Twitter I don't have Twitter but like you you kind of always like oh say what's on my mind mm. or um post what's on my mind or blah, blah blah so I guess in that we've kind of realized we do have influence whether you have like five followers or five thousand mm. like you you are influencing someone around you and I guess when you're like a bit younger you're always quite cautious about like oh who's watching me mm. like who's doing this but I think as I've gotten older I've just realized like okay I'm just gonna be authentic about what I believe in yeah. and I'm just gonna stand up for it um and whoever wants to follow that will follow it um but yeah I think we're confident in whatever our own opinion whether <laughs> that's good or bad uh, we seem to think that we have something important to say <laughs> and we tend to say it. So, yeah. That is awesome. And I, how do you make sure that you are making like the, making use of that good side of social media, that ability to connect and to share and educate and stay away from like the more harmful side of it? How do you personally strike that balance? Yeah, so I guess... And to be honest, only in lockdown, I re I realized that there were so many pages which weren't just pictures, like selfies or something <laughs> of people. Like I realized, oh, there are like Tear Fund has an account, IGM has Instagram, and all these things. So I started to follow, and loads of things which were gonna like help me, like build me up. Whether that was just like pictures of verses mm. or something, or educational stuff like IGM and Tear Fund Instagram. Or like, um, and I started to unfollow stuff, which just wasn't helpful mm. to my life or just, I don't know, I didn't want to see. And I guess, yeah, you really do have the power to choose what you are um, consuming and it does influence mm. how you're thinking and how you're feeling. So yeah, just follow stuff, which is actually useful yeah. to your life. Definitely, that's great. <laughs> really great advice. And you spoke a bit about, um, you know, following, getting connected with Tear Fund this year and stuff. Um, you were on the Immersion Influencer course earlier this year. I think the first, the first, the first very first yeah. round. So you were a little, you were a guinea pig, unfortunately. <laughs> but I hope you enjoyed oh, it was fantastic! <laughs> yeah, so speak a bit about your experience on that. How did you find it? What did you learn from it? Yeah. Um. So Emerging Influencers, first of all, just the people were so welcoming, and it just felt straight away like, okay, these are a lot of young people across the UK who didn't know existed but seemed to all be pursuing Jesus and justice and um, taking it seriously which was really encouraging because 
a lot of the time, even in churches, it can kind of be like, okay, so why do you care about this so mm. much? Like, shouldn't you be focusing on this more? Shouldn't you be focusing on your studies more? Mm. Something like that. Um, so that was, first of all, really encouraging. Just to meet people was so cool mm. and um, be encouraged by yeah other people's stories of what they were doing. And then I loved the speakers. I loved just hearing from a range of different people, like, you had someone from South America yes. and then you had someone from South Africa and then we had like people talking about climate injustice and we had theology. Like it was, it was a really good spread of stuff and Dot was my mentor and she was fantastic. <laughs> and she, Shout out Dot. yeah, she just talked about leadership. Yeah. She, she's a great lady. Mm. She's a great lady. Um, so yeah. Um, and I loved, I think that was really, really valuable to me to have a mentor, um, to help kind of uh, train my thoughts, kind of um, narrow down my ideas mm. and see what my actual passions mm. were and get those like pen to paper and yeah, really just see um, who am I influencing and what can I be doing mm. um, that's going to make an impact and that's going to So yeah, overall, fantastic course, highly recommend. I learned so much and I think, yeah, even like raising the money was really valuable to do as a team mm. and just like look at like teamwork and how it works when we bring people together. We can get so much accomplished. Like yeah. the amount of money we managed to raise as a whole group was fantastic. So. Awesome. You'll receive your check in the mail. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you, I am really glad that you enjoyed it so much. And like I said, it was the first time we ran it. So it was a bit of a, let's see how this goes. And, you know, I think someone like yourself, seeing you go, I mean, from the beginning, you were already on it. Because I remember you just like popped <laughs> up in the in the massive chat and you were just like, hi, I'm Hope. I've got a podcast. I was like, oh, she's on it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, just seeing you at the end as well and just seeing how you've kind of stayed connected and really just on like the, not just a justice wave, but like a justice lifestyle has been really, really cool. Um, as you go forward uh, into next year, which I know is like, what is next year? No one's quite sure yet. Yeah. Um, this year has been a bit of a, a bit of an interesting one. What are your hopes for next year? What What have you learned this year that you hope to take into next year? Uh, yeah, so I think this year with the whole pandemic and everything and uh, <laughs> um, having lockdown and stuff has really given me to be like, okay, life is crazy, first of all, but also very short. <laughs> like we, we don't know how much time we have and we're, I don't know, we, before we can meet in massive groups and have like, like birthdays for example like which can't happen anymore and stuff like that and it's just like yeah. okay I've got to take what I have right now um with both hands and like run with it you know um so I really think obviously pursuing Jesus is so valuable because uh like I don't know about you but like loads of people around me are like really anxious and I think just realizing like relying mm. on God and realizing hey I actually don't have control in this but God has um has got a way to work through us and still use this time for good um has been really important so mm. i think just um realizing that um just know god um is really important and then seeing what he wants me to be doing um in the next year whether that's on youtube yeah. or just um in my course or whatever um that's been really important yeah. i think just to remember do what you can do now well, and yeah just actually get stuff done 
And then also, yeah. I guess, rest, which is completely different to what I just said, kind of. We're, we're learning to <laughs> do stuff and actually do what we say we're going to do. But then also resting in the fact that God is in control of this somehow um, and resting mm. from, I don't know, always being back to back, like meeting people or doing loads of stuff, like just being like, okay, I'm going to yeah. minimize what I'm doing and focus on what um, I, God said to do or like help my family or my, and seeing friends and just like really narrowing mm. down and being like, okay, what is going to bring value to other people and what's going to help them the most. Yes. Awesome. That's fantastic advice. Ramble. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, lastly, if someone's listening to this and, you know, they want to start their own YouTube channel or podcast or some sort of platform, what advice would you give to them? Oh, um, first of all, <laughs> don't try and do it to please people because not everyone will be pleased. <laughs> um, also, the numbers and growth thing, don't try and do it for followers, but know what you want to be pursuing and like know what if it's like if you want to do it about Christianity or something like know what your goal is and know that you're doing it for a better reason than just just for the followers because it's probably not going to happen straight away like you're probably going to have to be working at it a long time and be quite dedicated so don't be disheartened um by it but just like know that you're doing it to enjoy it and you're probably gonna have a really fun time and yeah I really loved doing it even though it's been hard work and trying to balance that with uni is quite hard but definitely just do it because you're passionate about it and then don't be discouraged awesome great advice and if people want to check out your youtube or your podcast where can they find you you can find me uh so on instagram you can find me at the dot hopecast that's at the dot hopecast on instagram and i have a link with all my um links so i've got the hopecast which is on all podcast platforms and then i've got um hope olivia which is on youtube and you can just yeah see me doing whatever i'm doing on that at that point in my life so a lot of a range of videos so don't be too shocked great conversation from hope there what stuck out to you guys i love that she was talking about how if you want to do christian content you've got to do it because you're passionate about it not just to please people and not just to kind of become a big christian influencer um because actually probably when you're starting out numbers will be low you're not going to get loads of likes you're not going to get loads of people viewing what you're doing but actually the same way that Um, It says in the Bible that God looks at the heart. God looks kind of at the process of what we do rather than just the outcome. We should kind of take that view when we're doing stuff on social media. We should be using it as a platform um, to, yeah, I guess, put across our passions or put across what God has placed on our heart, but not worrying so much about how many people are responding to it or how many people are looking at it. Um, Because ultimately that's not what it's about. It's about being obedient with what God's put on your heart. So I just love that she brought that up. Yeah, and I think the thing that stuck out to me was linked to that in that social media has given everyone a platform. It's given us a platform to to bring change. And there's people talk about it like a two-sided coin, like there's a positive side to social media and a negative side to social media. And we need to be very aware of that. But uh, the leverage we can we can create out of the positive change, just like 
Marcus Rashford did with his audience. You know, we don't have that same size audience, but we have spheres of influence, whether there's only one person in it or whether there's a million people in it. And so using using who we are through social media to, to bring about change is, is really important and something that we should be committed to doing rather than just using social media to consume. We should be creating the change. Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, that is a challenge that we've seen throughout this whole year, you know, trying to everyone trying to use their voices for the, for the right reasons to back the causes that they care about and um, I think you know it, she summed up kind of some of my feelings about this year really well in that you know life is like can be very short and can be very unpredictable I don't think if you told anyone this last year they would have had a clue that 2020 would have looked like this um, so saying that I think yeah just go out and like Emma was saying if you've got something in your heart if you feel like God's calling you to do something just go do it go do it seize the day and um in the same breath like make sure that you're relying on god for that don't do it just out of your own strength but make sure that you you channel channel god into everything that you're doing and make sure that you are resting in him as well great thank you emma and chris for joining me and thank you to those at home for listening we'll be back again on the 7th of december with another episode if you like what you heard today make sure you hit subscribe and follow us on instagram at we are tear fund